what's going to help me both stay musically inclined, but at the same time, I can keep making the money that I'm used to making to survive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And engineering became the thing because at the end, at the end of the day, everyone needs an engineer. Hey, what's up? This is Gabe from Legion Beats and MIDI Money, which is where we help music producers start, grow, and scale their music production businesses. Now, if you'd like to learn more about how I was able to turn Legion Beats into a profitable business and how you can join our community of hundreds of producers all working towards that same goal, head over to midimoney.com slash go. All right, so William Bowser, what's up, man? Welcome to the podcast. Uh, maybe before we get into it, could you just kind of introduce yourself, let the people know who you are? Hey, hey, I um, definitely appreciate you having me on here, man. Um, for, again, for those that don't know, my name is William Bowser. I'm a full-time mixing and recording engineer here at the lovely Quality Touch Studios, where I'm also the co-owner. I'm also the vice chair for the Audio Engineering Society for the Maryland, D.C. and Virginia chapter. And I'm also a voting member for the Recording Academy. All right. Very nice. So, man, tell me, tell me a little bit about your story. How did you, how did you get to where, where you're at today? Um, it sounds like your focus is as an engineer, right? That's, that's your craft. Yes. What's, mm -hmm. uh, how'd, you, how'd you get into it? Um, well, to be honest, it was kind of out of the consequence of not having enough money to go to a proper studio all the time. Mm. So um, back in the day, I was an artist and I was a singer, songwriter, and rapper. And so when me and my group got together, we were, we were recording in the house. And then when we could, we'd go to a studio to work at. And um, we got really, really good at it. Uh, released quite a few records. And then from there, got picked up by an independent label that had um, distribution through Universal. Um, that kind of fell through, went back on my indie grind. I was doing that as, a full, as my full-time artist self. And then on top of that, I was actually, because I was so good at engineering and everyone liked my sound, I was also engineering at the same time. So basically it came down to what was making me more money to help sustain my, my life? Mm -hmm. Was it being an artist or was it engineering? Um, surprisingly, it was a very hard question to ask because I was an actual working like artist. So I was doing always doing shows. I was always selling merchandise. I was always selling music and selling CDs. And you know, I'm I'm, I'm dating myself now. So <laughs> you know, this is back when you could sell CDs and actually make a pretty good living. So I I would go to like farmer's markets and stuff like that on the weekend with my team. And we'd make anywhere from three to $500 every weekend. Wow. So okay. I would, I would, and this is just off of people walking by and hearing the music. Um, I've been on the radio. I've been on television quite a bit. Um, I had been on, I've been touring a, a few times by then. And again, it was one of those things where what's going to help me both stay musically inclined, but at the same time, I can keep making the money that I'm used to making to survive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And engineering became the thing because at the end, at the end of the day, everyone needs an engineer. Right. And it was it was a mentor of mine that told me that. He's like, "Well, everyone needs an engineer, and artists are a dime a dozen and you can get a dozen for a dime." So <laughs> Yeah. And that's, no, that's true. That's it's funny. I it's, at. It, it is it's like one of the ultimate hacks. I mean, for me that that was really uh what I did for a long time was was kind of my full-time job was being an engineer. Um, and for me, it was, it started for me wanting to be a producer, um, and realizing like, okay, it's pretty, you know, it's hard to get consistent sales or whatever. Um, uh, but that was something that I could do consistently because there is such a demand for it. And it's something that, um, you know, you can, it's, I feel like it's 
easy. I don't want to say it's easy because it's 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 hard. You have to be good at it. That's that's the hard part, right? Yeah, you have that's to actually thing. be really good at it. But if you are really good at it, then it's then you become highly in demand, and then that puts you in the room with you know mm -hmm. artists with with you know everybody in in uh, uh, that goes around that. So yeah, I, I think it's one of the ultimate hacks. And then I and then I fell in love with it too. I actually it, it wasn't something that I originally wanted to do but then when i started doing it it, it became exactly like, oh yeah this is really fun and then it transferred over into you know when i was making beats and stuff it's like okay cool I've, I've got all these tricks from from engineering i can you know apply that to from in my case for making beats. well I, and i was doing that too so i was producing as well and i had a nice little catalog but see the problem the biggest problem when you're an artist is time you know what I mean? Yeah. Time is really not on your side. So you're you're wearing multiple hats, like I said, because you have to. It's, it's the consequence of kind of being an artist. In the beginning, you have to wear all these hats because, you know, it could be, it could be a, a number of anything. People don't believe in you or people do believe in you, but they don't know how to help you. You don't have the right connects and contacts yet. You are really starting from the ground and running to, to make sure you don't run into a wall. You know what I mean? And then on top of that, you're working with other artists or you're helping other artists or you're producing other records or you're helping put together other records. Your input has become important. And that's part of the growth phase of being a young artist when you're growing and, you know, making your rounds around the industry. You know, you're you're basically you're putting in your, your 10,000 hours, as they've said before. But, you know, we all know now it's like 100,000 hours. It's not really just 10,000 because. Yeah. Yeah. And then ultimately you know I, what i always tell everybody is in this business a time comes where you have to make a decision you have to you have to learn to focus on this one particular aspect to help open the doors for any other aspect that you might find yourself in so again if producing was my passion but i couldn't really find a lot of good artists so i became an artist out of consequence cool but one of those two things has to get a focus so that way the other can grow with me right that's such bro that's such a key because i think so many times like <coughs> you know we're in the music industry we're creative people we want to be you know maybe producers engineers artists or, or maybe we just want to be one of those things but we're like well i want to reach everybody you know i say well who's your audience you know you're you're trying to sell beats let's say who's who's your audience like, well, i don't know rappers singers whoever needs beats like I, I do all genres and the whole thing is you have to start by niching down, right? Whether that means, mm -hmm. you know, this specific skill set, um, and even within that specific skill set, it might mean, well, what what is the what's the genre? Who's who exactly is the person that you are trying to serve, right? So that you can really sure. niche down, get really good at that, become the best in the world at that thing, and then that's what's going to open the door for you to be able to do everything else. Instead of saying, I'm going to try to do everything at once. And then you never really get that far. And I think people get scared, like, oh, but I don't want to live it myself. I'm I'm creative. I'm artistic. I want to touch everybody and do everything. And it's like, no, like that's great. You will and you can, but start with something that you can be the best at, and then that's gonna, mm -hmm. you know, exactly. You to of course, but but um, you know, it's like when you're again when you're young, you're trying to do it all. That's the thing. Like when you're younger, right. you're trying you're trying to do everything. You're trying to you're trying to be the man. You're trying to beat the other man. You're trying to make sure that you know people know that you're 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 all about this and this that and the third. And it's all these different like little lines and sayings that you grow up on. But the reality is, this is a team game. This yeah. whole this this whole industry is made is is made to be like the NBA. You're playing in the league in which a team aspect is at the very core of it because it takes the team to win the championship, and that's usually what everybody wants. 
everybody's enthralled. And I say this all the time. Everyone's enthralled with Michael Jordan, but the reality is Michael Jordan isn't the one that took the last shot to win the game all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. Sometimes you, it's not even sometimes, you need a team to help get you to the place that you're headed to. Right, right, for sure, for sure. And also I would even add to that too, is you need, uh, you need coaches, right? To keep the analogy going. Yep, you, exactly. you need people who have been there yep. and who have done that and who have helped other people do that so that you can yep. collapse the timeline and instead of taking 10 years to figure it out, you can That's take right. that 10 years of knowledge and, and learn it a lot faster. Those, those... And just put it all and put it all to, to even better use. And, you know, I think a lot of people sometimes they just kind of compartmentalize a lot of things without having, it's like, it's surface information. It's a whole bunch of surface information. Nobody, nobody, I'm gonna say nobody, but a lot of people don't take the time to dive deep into how this works, the inner workings to see why things are done and not just the, oh, well, it, it looks like that because this is what's broadcast to the general public. Well, the reality is in this business, you're not part of the general public. So you have to have a greater understanding and knowledge. And that requires that you do a bigger, better deep dive on what's going on. So you can just be better prepared and in the know. You know what I mean? You, like us getting the same information as the guy down the street serves us no purpose. Mm -hmm, right. You know what I mean? To the guy down the yeah. street, it's just, more, it's just more information to the guy down the street. But for us, it serves us no purpose to be the last in the know. Yeah, yeah. For sure. So what are some, so this is good. We're kind of talking more broadly, but I'm curious some of the specific things that you feel like have helped you be successful. Um, like I'll, I'll give one example for me in my, in my studio, uh, back in the day of, of how, how I got it busy was I just had a referral program and it was, and it had a couple different versions, but it was always something like, Hey, if you bring somebody, if you bring me a new client, they get, mm -hmm. you know, their first session free or their first hour free. And then you'll also get a free session or a free hour. And as soon as I started doing that, my studio blew up, right? Because now all of a sudden I'm incentivizing my customers mm -hmm. to bring me more customers. And of course, this is the important part. I was really good <laughs> at what I did. So as soon as they come in, they want to keep yes. coming back. Um, so anyway, so that's kind of like one I example, but I'm just curious, what, what are some of the things that you feel like you've done to, to be in the position you're in where you are actually, you know, working full time? So that we, 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 me and my wife did something very similar to that. We had a, um, the whole, a hole punch system with our cards. So we had nice. cards and if you went and got 10 hole punches, you got an hour for free. Nice. And so, yeah, it incentivized people to come back to fill that hole punch up because we learned this, we learned this as when we Googled it, people have a, um, a psychological thing where they are like closet completionist. Mm. <laughs> Mm -hmm. So it it made people like like I un, I guess um what's the word I'm looking for it basically made them want to book more time to fill out the whole thing they, they felt like they completed a task that they that they were unintentionally tasked with doing but they did it no, subconsciously so they subconsciously saw that this was like a challenge and they felt okay well I can do this right bro because it's something that. that's so smart yeah because it, it's like um it sort of gamifies it that's that's kind of another mm -hmm. way to put it or another thing that can be really helpful whenever you're doing whatever yep. you're trying to do sell beats whatever if you can gamify it where it like becomes like a game for them to essentially give you money to to you know consume mm -hmm. your product to you know buy studio time buy your beats whatever it is um then they're going to want to do it more and then but that's also like 
you're kind of taking another level deeper of understanding with the psychology of it is that our brains like to close loops. We like to complete yeah. things, you know, it's like, yeah. Um, yeah, whatever. It's like, you see that, that little card and there's uh -huh. nine holes, but 10 will you complete know, it. Like you know, you're going to be you like, know you're looking to book that last hour. <laughs> like, of session ah, time. I got to just fucking punch that hole. Uh, yep. that's and, really and that's smart. the thing that, and then they're going to go in there book that last hour just so they can get the next hour free. But within that last free hour now, I'm giving you a brand new car. Uh, right. And then we start, we start the cycle all over again. And that's, yep. and that was, that helped us a lot. Actually, we were, <laughs> we were talking about bringing it back actually. Um, on top of that, um, getting on Google, mm -hmm. um, being a business, being a verified business on Google very, very much helps because people leaving reviews, both good and bad, lets people know that number one, you're an actual place and a place of business, number one. Number yeah. two, it lets people, it gives, it humanizes the actual business itself. It lets them know that there's a person there. And yeah, not everybody likes, likes what happens. And sure, like even with us, we have, I think like 47, 48 reviews and two of them are bad reviews. But again, it lets people know that there are people here and it's not just people, it's people that actually care. Yeah. You know what I mean? The responses, the responses are actual responses. They're good, caring responses. They're, they let people know that I'm here to do not just the job that you're paying me for, but I'm here to take the job and go exceedingly above and beyond because I believe in what's being, what's actually being recorded here. I believe in what's being mixed. I believe in your record. You don't, you don't have to be the best artist in the world for someone to say, hey, you know what? You shouldn't really give up. You should, you should try harder. In a year from now, even though it seems a long ways away, it's not. In a year from now, you're going to be a better writer. You're going to be a better singer, a better rapper, um, a better pianist. You're going to be a better um, cello. It's like you're, you're going to be better because if you stick with it and not just drop it off, you will notice the change because here you have something that exists in a medium that you can listen to and hear how you got better. Mm -hmm. you, you can hear how you got better. You can feel it. Like again, subconsciously, you can feel it. So when you're like, man, I'm, I'm different now. I, I have this energy. You're right. Because, because you have this one small piece of your personal history that exists that lets you know this was the best you were at this moment in time. And it lets you know you're either going to meet it, supersede it, or drop below it. Mm, and, that's, right. and that's where that part for artists kind of comes in and they become the artist that they're trying to be. Mm -hmm. you know what I mean or they or they yeah. just fall off and, and life takes its course but that's one of those other ways um let's Can see I, on I just top wanted to touch on uh yeah, um yeah the google reviews thing so a few things one is um you know just social proof which is just the idea of if people see that other people are you know using this product or enjoying it or whatever they're they're going to be more likely to do it right if there's a long line for something people will just go stand in the line be like well i guess some something's cool is happening here right so same thing oh, yeah, you know if you're um you know if you're producer selling beats uh make sure you have some reviews have have like the you know uh video reviews are great but even it's just like you know some uh, like a screenshot from a um from an email somebody sent you or whatever it shows people like you said okay this is like a real person and there's people who who really enjoy it. Um, and then the Google reviews thing is actually really dope too. So you can create a, a Google business um, and anyone mm -hmm. can do it. So I, I figured it out because I did it with my studio with like a physical location, which is more, I think what people think of with those Google businesses. Um, but you can actually do it for a digital business as well. So I have one for MIDI money yep. also. Um, and what ends up happening is uh, for one thing, it's a little hack because when people Google 
your name. Like if you Google Legion Beats right now, you'll see a whole bunch of stuff in the normal yep. thing. But on the right-hand column, you see the business right there. Yep, you see the Google exactly. Business. That's another thing that I have control over. You can call, up you right can there. email, you can text message. You can literally leave the review right there. It is everything that is needed in a small little blurb yep. to tell everybody where you are, who you are, and how to contact you. And they can swipe through pictures now. Exactly. They, yeah, I was going to say, and, it's and like a little profile. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like any profile, almost like, you know, yeah. Instagram or whatever else, where, yeah, you can put up your pictures, you can have reviews. They yeah, have a bunch of right. features. You can put up little deals that expire, like... Um, exactly. So, yeah. and, and then on top of that, and then you get the benefit of being on one of the largest search engines in the world. So even after they see that portion in that part, they can scroll down to the things that you've been a part of, the places, the events, the songs, and the records from other artists. And it's all there, compiled, because Google, that's how Google is by nature. So yep. it's compiled there for people. And it, again, it just makes it easier. Um, that I think, I feel like that's also a missing thing on both, on, on like a lot of people's end, both artists and on the professional side of things as well. The ease of use factor has to be there because a lot of people including myself i convenience convenience is something that I, i'm i'm cool with paying for right. you know what i mean so because i'm cool with paying for convenience having the convenience of going to someone's website to go and book something awesome having the convenience of knowing that i can go to the places that i'm always going like apple music or something like that or title and knowing that some music is there for me to listen to gladly do the stream to pay you awesome Having the convenience of going to your website and buying merch, awesome. I'm I'm cool with those things because I know for a fact that that's the convenience part that I'm looking for that I want. You know what I'm saying? And and then equally because I know that's what artists are looking for and need, I I put that as well on myself in my studio. So like like with our shirts, I make it easily and convenient. If you want to buy it, you can. If you want to see something, you can. If you want to see my credits, you can. You want to see my my list of all the records I've worked on, you can. It's got it on Spotify. Easily for you to link and click on. That, that convenience factor is like a missing link for people that sometimes want to be taken more professional. Because it's it's like it's it's just an, it's just the added salt and pepper. It's it's not the icing on the cake, it's the added little bit of extra flavor that just it just spruces it up a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Instead of, and, and this is instead of me having to look at all the Google stuff where I can just click on, I mean, just having a website, just having a, 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 a piece of digital space that you control, a piece of digital real estate that you yourself have made up control, add value to when someone just lands on it is, is a convenience factor that can't even be, it can't be overstated. You know, right. like, it, it's like, yeah. it's like having a house. It's like having a house. Like, it's yours. You can do yeah. what you want with it. You know what I'm saying? With, with, within the confines of the place it's, itself, obviously. But it's yours and you control it. And if Facebook goes down or Instagram goes down or Spotify goes down, you still have a place where you can every single day know for 100% fact when those things go down or they change or they evolve, I'm still here.
Yeah, yeah, having that ownership. The the other piece of that ownership that I talk about a lot is owning your list. So you have if you have those email mm -hmm. addresses and those phone numbers, now it also doesn't yeah. matter, you know, if these other sites go down or the algorithm changes mm -hmm. or kicked off or whatever or becomes a pay-to-play platform, when you have somebody's phone number and and an email address, now you can hit them up directly and and you own mm -hmm. that relationship. You own that da the the data, right? I feel like it's yep. one of those things that we're slowly starting to wake up to like we hear like, "Oh yeah, data, like for some reason data is worth billions and trillions of dollars. That's why Facebook is, you know, worth whatever it's worth is because of the but, data. But then but I, I feel like, like I feel like that's ahead. always been that way, though. No, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not apologize. But I feel like I, this is the thing, because we're in such an information age and new and our news cycle is now like forever present. Things of that nature were never truly public interest, but they are now because everyone is part of the cycle now. Mm -hmm. And they're all part, they're all part of the conglomerate, which is our data. They've always been that way. The thing, the thing that has been ever evolving with the internet has been what have we given up in exchange for our data? Now that people understand that we are we are a society in which data is both corralled and herded and then used for everyday purposes and uses, people are now becoming more like they're becoming more questionable. Like, hey, why is why is it that when I talk about something, it pops up in a Google search only moments later? Why is it then when me and my, my friend or my partner speak about something, here I am getting a Facebook ad after the third thing I've seen on Facebook? Why is Instagram showing me something that I was just typing on top of my notepad? That those things equate to ask questions. Those questions, when as they're getting answered, it lets people understand the world around them it's not the fact that it's always ever changing because obviously it is, but it's the fact of this was a baseline thing that you just never paid any attention to. Right. It's always I, been important, you know? Yeah. And I think what we can, for me as a, as a entrepreneur, as a business owner, as a producer, what I, what I want to look at is yes. Like those, like, it's interesting to look at, okay, what are we giving up? What, you know, what's, what's, what, you know, privacy concerns, all that kind of stuff. But really what I'm thinking is, well, how can I use this to my advantage? How can I use this for good? Like if this data is so valuable, how do I use it in my business so I can, you know, I have the best beats, I have the best products, I want to get it to the most people. So how do I use that data? And that is by owning it, right? By having those phone numbers, by having yes. those emails, by having yep. your, your pixel installed on your site. Now you own that mm -hmm. data. And now you can you can be the guy doing the creepy retargeting where, you know, somebody <laughs> yeah. just typed, you know, guess what you type in, uh, you know, you type in beats or whatever, there's a good chance you're going to see an ad from me because, um, you know, separate from it's a whole nother conversation of is that where the world should be going and 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 what are the issues with it we're in that world so you might as well live yes. in it and use it to your advantage and collect those email addresses collect those plus plus i always tell folks if you're over a certain age we we live through that anyway so just use the things of our use the things of our childhood that's yeah. all use the things of our child like like myspace existed and and still it still exists to this day now it, right. it's a shell of its former self yes but if you live through that then there are certain there are certain things that are in you innately that you live through for a nice little chunk of time. Number one, you should be able to copy and paste code mm -hmm. because right. we all did it. You should understand the concept of showcasing the people that support your brand. Because again, when we had our top nine, that's what that was. When you are our top eight, that's what that was. You should understand that brand recognition is the reason why Tom is still in the vernacular of people over this certain age. You, 
these are things that were Bro. used to the benefit of a company that we live. <laughs> you see, and you get it. Look, yeah, that's no, it's just it's just funny because it's like, yes, those are all like 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 fundamental principles to understand. But it's just so funny to be like, I, you know, there's like like everything I need to learn. I learned in kindergarten. It's like everything I need to learn. I learned from MySpace. But it's true. The first time yeah. I ever did any kind of you know quote unquote coding or HTML or anything like that, yeah. it, was it was on, on MySpace. MySpace. Like, okay, how do I like copy and paste? That's so funny. And and, yeah. and like I said, it's it's in there. It's it, you just you, it's it's a bike. It's a bicycle. You've put it to the side. It's in the garage. You pull that bicycle out. You still know how to ride it. It will take you a minute to kind of get acclimated and get your balance back. But you know how to ride it. It's a hundred percent there. And my MySpace, um, AIM Messenger, um, Yahoo, Yahoo. When Yahoo was bigger than Google at one point, these, these, the way, the way we've been exposed through our, through our childhood and through our adult, young adulthood, into both infinite news cycles and at the same time brand management and brand recognition are things that because we were actively a part of it, we we need to apply those things again in our music life. Like that's what I say. Everything I just mentioned, we we've been a part of it, and we saw people become successful from that. Little did we know and realize that as we got older, those were things that were consistently always used and important. They, their importance never died down. Just the platform that we saw them used it. Right. No, bro. Yes, I love this. That's so key, right? It's just like you said with MySpace. Uh, you know, understanding the importance of you know uh, supporting your supporters or 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 you know showing mm -hmm. them that you care. Um, I, I forget the other examples you use, but these basic principles of really life. But you know, I usually relate it to marketing and business. Um, yeah. When you understand the principles, the strategies, the psychology behind why all these things are effective and why they work then you're never going to lose because whatever the new platform is, whatever, you know, maybe the next thing is, okay, now it's, it's not Instagram, it's TikTok, fine. But the same concepts apply. you got to learn the, go. new, you know, you the new little ins and outs of, of the, the technology or whatever, you know, maybe, maybe we're quickly going into what they're calling web 3.0, which is like this combination of crypto and, and the metaverse mm -hmm. and, and all this kind of stuff. But guess what? Like, yes, there's a lot to learn and I'm educating myself about the specifics. The same principles are going to apply. The same things about, you know, making yep. sure that your offer is better than everybody else's offer and you actually deliver. The same thing about caring about, you know, your your customers like you were talking about before. The yep. same thing about understanding that it's about attention. And how do you get in front of those eyeballs, whether if that's using Facebook ads or showing up on MySpace or uh, whatever, you know, popping up in the metaverse, whatever it looks like, it's the same principles when you understand those and when you learn those basics, now you can be ahead of the curve. So yeah, that's, that, that's yep. been a big key for me for sure. And then oh, you just yeah, see the new stuff come out and you're like, oh, cool. Like, I'm not scared of this. I'm, I'm glad, you know, like, cool. Yep. I can be early on this because everybody that's else right. is maybe kind of figuring it out or whatever. And it's like, no, I, I might not know all the, the tech behind it or all, all that, but I know the principles that are going to continue to work and I'm just going to, you know, do it's the, it's the reason why cryptocurrency took off for like so many tens of thousands of people, because being the concept of being a futurist is that in, in its, in its very primal baseline, it's okay. I see this. I don't fully understand how it works, but the concept is an age old concept. It's something that I've been a part of before, or I've seen before, or I've been taught about, or I learned. Now, the question is, how much time and resources am I willing to invest into this potential thing that looks like it has some kind of future for itself? Now, once you make that decision and you dive deeper into it, again, 
you start looking at the potential that something has. It's always, it's the potential that makes something grow. Because what happens is when something has potential, it starts to garner a community. That's always what happens. When it has potential, it garners a community. That community helps spread both word of mouth and the actual activity of the thing that has the potential. That's growth. It, start, it starts to grow. It's only popular because of its natural progression of growth. Other than that, anything and everything could be the next big, great thing. But again, that's not how society works. We are very much in a part of society where familiarity breeds success. So I just have to sell you something that you've bought a million times in a different way with convenience factored in and a whole brand new coat. Like, we, look, how many wheels for tires are there? <laughs> right. You know, the wheel, the wheel never got old. The wheel is a, is a great design. Its basic design is great and flawless. The reality is there are many different kinds of wheels that we could all use for whatever task at hand. That's the thing. So if I see a brand new wheel that's never been made before, it's still a wheel. It's just never been made before. Am I going to invest my time and energy into implementing this brand new wheel? Do I find it going to work for me as an entrepreneur myself? Is this going to be part of something greater? I do the research. I do the math. Can I invest in it? Do I see a future in it? And then I decide to jump off the cliff. Right, right. It either I mean, pays off. It, you know what I'm saying? It either pays off and I'm very happy I invested in this wheel early or it doesn't pay off. And well, the wheel, this, this wheel is just going to fall back into history along with the other wheels that did work. Yep. And that's the game, the game we play and continue to it play. Is. Man, this has been great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love these, I love these kind of talks. Um, we're going to, uh, I, I got to let you go pretty soon here, but before we do, I just want to know kind of what you got coming up, what you're excited about, um, where people can find you and, and anything else you want to mention before we before we wrap oh, up? oh yeah um well let's see i am i'm a brand ambassador for quite a few brands actually <laughs> so um i'm actually i just became a brand ambassador for these um the studio software management company um sunita and that has been awesome because they are very much a we like listening to our clients and customers kind of company and so with that being said, for people that don't have studio management software, check them out. They are extremely dope. Um, I'm, also, I'm also a brand ambassador for a Black-owned, Black-built, and American-manufactured monitor speaker that goes by the name of the SA25M, which, is, which for the company, which is um, SAS Acoustic Design Firm. They just signed a major deal with Universal Music Group um, as the VP of Universal, loved the monitors so much that him and the person that was checking their Dolby Atmos mixes signed on to get all of their Atmos rooms re re like refitted with these monitor speakers. Wow. So that has been incredible. Um, and on top of that, okay, so <laughs> as you can as you can hear, I have my little one over here next to me. So. Basically, let's see, what else do I have going on? Um, I'm actually mixing quite a few records. Um, I, have, I have a potential from a very, very, very big name pop star who is working on her debut album right now. Okay. Um, yeah, so that, that, that could lead to a lot of great things. Um, I'm very much praying for a Grammy win on that along with all the other things that come with it. So that could be very, very cool. And on top of that, I am currently 
one of the few Atmos mixing engineers <laughs> of color in the world, period. Um, let alone Atmos mixing engineers in the world. Um, it is an awesome format. I'm very, very much committed to it and enjoying it every, every step of the way. So I'm looking forward to seeing how people react to it as a full-time thing they hear in the metaverse. Dope. Man, lots of, lots of cool stuff. Uh, you're obviously somebody who's accomplished a lot and, and passionate about the stuff and doing a lot of really cool stuff. So, man, I appreciate you taking some some time out of your busy day to chat with us and drop some gems. And uh, man, <laughs> Not a problem, let's, man. Let's do it again soon. I feel like we could probably have 10 more of these conversations. Oh, dude, I, I could talk about all this all day long. Um, it's just, it's dope. Plus, plus I also do um, consultations for artists, for independent artists as well, design artists as well. So I help artists okay, make sure that the they link, get uh, all of their if, money. If people want to do that, where, where should they go? Oh, I keep it simple. Go to qualitytouchstudios.com. Damn, there and it is. All right, man. Yep. <laughs> cool. Appreciate you. Have a good one, okay? Hey, man, I appreciate you too, man. You have yourself an awesome day. Thank you for listening to the Midi Money Podcast. If you're not subscribed already, please be sure to do that right now on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate if you do me a quick favor and rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or comment and like the videos on YouTube. You know, those ratings, reviews, those comments, they all show that people are getting value, helps the algorithm and helps get this podcast out to more producers. So it means so much to me if you'd be willing to take a couple minutes to do that. Oh, and if you'd like to learn more about how I was able to turn Legion Beats into a profitable business and how you can join our community of hundreds of producers all working towards that same goal, head over to midimoney.com go.